sisters, join the resistance. Come on, let's start by talking tactics. Have a pass and match this. Here's how we practice. The last order conversation. David Jason. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Pop Culture Continuum. This is John Elliott. And this is Patrick McCarty. Episode 199. It's all over 200. Yep. It'll be our last episode ever. Um, Since we got no celebrity guests, we figured we might as well pack it in. Uh, We've done what we can in the world of entertainment. But this week we're doing... Simpsons, our top ten episodes. Um, Kind of. Sort of top ten. Kind of. I just did the most memorable. I was I was trying to put together a list without looking stuff up, and John did sim- a similar thing. But I think I ended up. Well, having, no, no. I, you, I knew which ones. I knew them, but then I had to look up the titles in the season. So yeah, I, that's yeah. fine. Yeah, I I actually didn't do my favorites because there's a couple I wanted to talk about that aren't super popular but always jump into my mind. So I actually that's why wanted to see. do that too. Yeah. So no, that's cool. Um, yeah. Anyway, this is an easy one. I was sick for a good portion of this week. I took three days off this week. I know. And Thursday, I think it was, I slept like 20 hours of that day. It was just like a total waste. You know, sometimes you're sick. Like, you know, when you call in sick and you're like sick, but you can at least chill and watch TV or something. It wasn't, it wasn't that it was just like fucking sweating to death and chills and sleeping. So, um, so this is a good one to do. Pretty easy. I, I will say my my favorite or my most interesting episodes or whatever you want to call this. Uh, they only range from seasons three to eight. So, which I didn't know when I was putting the list together until I looked them up. But I go three to twelve. But I think if I were if I were to look stuff up and just pick out my favorite episodes, like not just doing it off the top of my head, I might go earlier i might have something for season one or two even though they're not my favorite seasons no yeah they're the the weakest of the early stuff um i I really hated that michael jackson episode honestly (laughs) i was gonna have that on here because it's it is definitely memorable but i I didn't have it i did like the dustin hoffman episode oh yeah lisa's teacher that no that was good i mean i think the worst for me well i don't know maybe it's on your list i shouldn't even say the worst was the death of uh, Jazzman, whatever the fuck his name was. No, that's. I think that's universally despised. Unlike. Is it okay? Yeah. I, I know. I will say it's weird about the Simpsons that Lisa Simpson. She is like one of the only reasonable characters on there. One of the only intelligent characters on there. And yet, I'm happy when she fails. I <laughs> she's so smug, <laughs> and I hate to say that. Right. Like. They make her super shrill. Yeah, they do, they don't have to make her that way. I I really like when she gets her comeuppances sometimes. Like <laughs> they when, don't have to, but it's much funnier. It is like when she I goes mean, for the the football team. Yeah, that's right, a girl, and they're like, "Yeah, we've got plenty of girls on the team. Come join." Yeah. she's deflated because most episodes she she doesn't get her come up, and so she's not especially shrill or, or unlike. That's true. Yeah, she's just the reasonable. So when when they they put it on her totally, it really comes out, and it's it's. Uh, I mean, everybody knows The Simpsons is well written, all like not just humor wise, but just the way the the fam- the family structure is is well done and interesting. 
and just the way Lisa's written is as a middle child and as like a super super intelligent child, and they they put all pieces of that into her character throughout the throughout, even though the show has lasted three million years. Yeah, well, I mean, the show has, and there's the trope that people talk about when they talk about why it wasn't as good in later seasons. I think, which is the Flanderization Flandersization factor, where like they just take the characters eccentricities and amplify them too much you know like people say right. they do that yeah. with homer and what i mean i don't think actually that that is the problem with later seasons i think the writing just wasn't as strong or as consistent anyway as on the earlier well, seasons yeah i i agree with it wasn't as strong and, and also it's just there's just so many stories you can have with these same people i i don't know yeah but, but yeah. they they it's funny because I stopped, kind of stopped watching the show for the past couple of years. But I know after the sh- the movie came out, the show got a lot stronger. Like for a couple of years after that, it was really much enjoyable. That it had been like the five years before, so that was it was interesting that that the show that ran at that point for fifteen years or so got a re- revitalization was was funnier. I, for me, one of the biggest changes that hurt the show is the the change from having guest stars on playing themselves from rather than playing a character like oh even yeah, when yeah. they were dustin hoffman was unnamed that was their first thing where they weren't even named the guest stars but they changed that role for i don't really know why i forget i think there's an actual reason why but i forget what it is but they would still put characters into like like uh well i'll, I'll start my number 10 is the principal in the popper and it's uh it, for some reason i don't hate it but it's one of those 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 episodes they got universally reviled because <laughs> uh, do you remember this episode no it's the it's where principal skinner it, we we find out through the episode that principal skinner is not principal skinner he oh, took over right. someone else's life yes and uh, uh going back to my point about guest stars uh, this was a good guest star because the person who played the real uh, principal skinner was martin sheen but he wasn't playing himself and i that kind of stunt casting works a lot better than later seasons where ron howard would play himself constantly all the time like, yeah and that would be that's a bad example because that was actually usually pretty funny but there's a lot of other examples that weren't as good as that but uh yeah this this episode got a lot of heat and i think it's because people don't like when shows just uh thumb their noses at the fact that there's continuity so at the end of the episode where they didn't like the, they didn't want to live in a world where the new skinner is is the skinner they just moved the town Right. Am I thinking of another episode? No, I think you're thinking of a different yeah, okay. episode. They all just accept him finally at the end. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, well, you and I, obviously, being fans of Get a Life, have no problem with continuity. Um, right. In these kind of like absurd comedies, like it's kind of a stupid thing to wish for. Although I, I understand it to an extent. Like in a drama if people behave in ways that I don't think fits with their character, I'm like, ah, that's not cool. Yeah. You have the wire, uh, just from season one to season two and went from Baltimore to Los Angeles with all the same characters. People would be upset. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But no, I don't. Yeah. I do remember people hating that. No. Okay. Yeah. It wasn't, it was, yeah, I think it was just there. There is another episode where they moved towns, and people hated that for a different reason. But this episode, they just drove him out of town and said we weren't. We're going to think of our Skinner as Principal Skinner, and it's just such a cop out of an ending. But it's still fun. <laughs> was, well, yeah, he's he's a character, and the other Skinner really didn't fit. He was like too much of a goody goody. I don't know, boring dude. Yeah. The the real Skinner, I mean, 
give me a headache. My number <laughs> 10 is Homer at the Bat. Probably the only An episode I love baseball related that I like. Yeah. Uh, I just thought it was hilarious all the way through. And, and, and it's it's the fact that you like it shows that it's hilarious all the way through on all, on different levels. I mean, it's, there's a lot of like inside well, literally inside baseball jokes in that episode that that now don't make any sense to people watching it because it's it's referencing it, you know, <laughs> things that were happening in the news at the time, like Don Mattingly, the Burns uh, screaming at Don Mattingly to 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 shave, shave his, his sideburns, sideburns and keep going up and up. And that was something Steinbrenner forced Mattingly to shave his sideburns. So it's just that kind of thing. But it that even that without knowing that, matter. it's a funny ass joke. Like right. because yeah. his sideburns are gone and Burns fires him for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and just the the things that befall all the baseball players, gigantism, always <laughs> crack me up. And the, whoever it was that fell down the mystery hole. Um, yeah, the, I thought that was like the first, like, hit it out of the park, no, no pun intended, uh, Simpsons episode. And, and that goes against everything I was talking about, because that is a, a great episode where the people were playing themselves. Yeah, but they had to. Like, it wasn't really stunt casting in that one because Burns hired right. ringers for his team. Like, it, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, that has the... Because Daryl Strawberry was a popular, good player at the time, and his... The, he used to go to opposing places and they would just, they would just chant Daryl, Daryl. And they do that in the episode. And Lisa's like, why are you doing that? It's going to hurt his feelings. And he, yeah, they don't care. And then they have to show a tear, a single tear going to go down <laughs> yeah. his face. And see, I, like, I don't know that, but I, it's still funny. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, what do you got for a number? Choice. Yeah. I think I got, I got my, my, my numbers mixed up cause this should be number 10. But anyway, it's a 12 season episode. This is the latest I I would oh I, well I know for a fact the latest that we get the la- latest season I get on my list and definitely the latest on your list called New Kids on the Black. Oh, and when the boy band one. The boy band the boy band one and it's it's an okay episode, but my favorite part of it is the the twist at the end that the the song they're singing all the way through is just propaganda for the navy. <laughs> yeah. It's so weird. It's so weird, and that I mean, that's the kind of uh, this is it was two thousand one. Uh, it's, it's funny to think it was that late, but uh, it, <laughs> it's such an absurd ending, and it works really well. Like it, that kind of absurdity wasn't in the show as much at that point. That's more of a what's the the, the I guess it was still. I guess he's the the guy from uh, Ghetto Life was probably still around, but it's not as much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, maybe he wasn't. I don't know. But that's the kind of thing he would have. It's just like <laughs> it doesn't make any sense, but it's hilarious. And the fact that if it's there the whole time, yeah, yeah, and like you don't even th- stop to think about it when you're watching, and then you think about no. it later, and you're like, "That's really fucking weird." Yeah. <laughs> no, that's a memorable episode. Like I don't remember, like I don't remember specific lines from it or anything, but it's definitely a memorable no. episode. So yeah, just because the join the navy. <laughs> I think that fits. My, and, uh, uh, oh, go, no, okay. go ahead. No, I've, it's, it's one of those later season episodes that were not as, this is, at this point, people were complaining about the show for sure. Yes. But I still, this is, this is the point where they were still funny. I mean, they weren't obviously as good as the early seasons and that's why the early seasons are on our list, but they were still able to make funny jokes. They weren't necessarily able to make as, as good stories, but they're able to be funny. Yeah, and it was, I mean, it's also, like, 
boy bands are kind of an easy target, but like you said, they did something totally different with it. Yeah, and you look at the the title of the episode, they're making fun of a boy band from 10 years before. Right. <laughs> uh, my number nine is Deep Space Homer, uh, which was season five, and that's the one where Homer went to space. And I don't know why, like, just the the images stick with me from that one, like him in space opening the potato chips and then the ants and... <laughs> um, just the whole idea of Homer going into space. I, I I think it's it's more memorable than it is funny, but it's still funny. I think I think you're just, right. Just and, because of inanimate rod. Yeah, inanimate rod, exactly. Another absurd uh, joke and in there. Again, and it's making me look stupid because this is again as real people doing the voice. Oh yeah, Buzz Aldrin and, and yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's true. Well, but again, I mean, it, it fits. It's like, it's not yeah. the same, the kind of stunt casting you're talking about from later seasons when they started. No, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think you're right that it's probably more memorable than funny, but... Um, this, uh, uh, Homer, Deep Space Homer is season five. Yeah, yeah. Episode 15. Um, yeah, I don't have a whole lot to say about it. I, I mean, Homer's stories are generally the best anyway, and just putting him in places where he shouldn't be, which is almost everywhere, um, usually works <laughs> yeah. out. In your list, it's mostly Homer stories, not to have a spoiler. Oh, uh, I'm looking... No, not necessarily, actually. Okay. Yeah, mine's mostly. Not all, but mostly. Yeah, I'm, no, I'm surprised there's there's some that aren't at all, but we'll get to them. Um, what do you got for number eight? Number eight. Eight, this is this is uh, we're all these first three are all part of the more memorable than uh, liking them, but I still like it. Homer's Enemy from season eight, which is also number eight. Uh, Frank when Grimes. I watched this, Frank Grimes, grimy. When I watched this, I thought it was the worst, absolute worst episode I ever. Watched. I mean, not in the comic book guy kind of way. I was just kind of like, I don't get the jokes. I don't think it's funny. But I think on rewatches later, and the fact that it kind of sticks with you makes me think it's better than I thought. It cracked me up from the first viewing. Yeah, yeah. I don't. Um, there's just something about it that bothered me, and I'm not. Sure. I think maybe because he died. It's super Spoiler. dark. Maybe yeah. <laughs> that's what it is. But I think that's what I liked about it. I know. I wonder if Merkin had any kind of a hand in that episode. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think he's gone by by this point, season eight. But maybe. Yeah, maybe he was. I know he only like wrote one episode on his own. So. Um, yeah, but I think that doesn't matter as much on TV. I think that the showrunner has a lot to do with. Yes. With yeah. Weapons. Yeah. No, I. I thought that was <laughs> that was an extremely memorable episode to me. Uh, <laughs> and then, like, uh, I was thinking about uh, this guy from high school, and I was talking to like this guy from high school. I was talking to him, and he said this other guy, someone he he was friends with for a long time, it wasn't friends anymore. And the the, the thing I know about this third guy he, is that in high school I couldn't figure out why he hated me, and he could not stand me. <laughs> so years later, I mean, I didn't think of him for the longest time, but years later, he, he came into my mind. He's like, he's my Frank Grimes. I don't know what I did. <laughs> Except it's pretty obvious what Homer did. Well, yes. Maybe to everyone else it was obvious what I did, but to Homer it was not obvious right. at all. <laughs> I don't know that I've had a Frank. I mean, I've had a lot of Frank Grimes, maybe, but I just didn't <laughs> concern myself with it too much, I guess. <laughs> yeah, whatever. They don't like me. There's people I don't like for no good reason. So, um, My number eight is 
a streetcar named Marge, uh, where Marge tries out for the the play, the musical oh, that... of Streetcar Named Desire. Um, oh my god, that's a great episode. And I think it's like the first appearance of Sexy Flanders with his shirt off. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and it's also got the great uh, second story with the like Anne Ryan, Ayn Rand school for tots. <laughs> which is totally making fun of libertarianism um, that Maggie gets sent to. Um, just, I always love their musical shit anyway that they do on The Simpsons. And the, Stella! <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's a, uh, another one that like totally episode. sticks out. Yeah. I, 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 I was trying to think of another Marge episode because I don't have any Marge episodes on my, on my list. And the only one I could think of was the bowling one, which is funny. And it's, it's early season. It's not as funny as what comes after, but it, I, I like it. But the, the streetcar named Marge is, is better. It's excellent. Yeah, one I almost put on was as a Marge episode was the one where she becomes a cop. And it's mostly because when she's going through the shooting range and all those targets pop up and she kills like the bad guys and... Afterwards, Chief Wiggum is like, oh, that was terrible. You missed a baby. You missed an old lady. <laughs> um, but otherwise, not a super memorable episode. But um, yeah, yeah. I think Streetcar Named Marge, which was season four, um, <laughs> was awesome. Uh, With, uh, what, go ahead. Sorry. No, I was just going to say you're number seven, but I don't even remember who else was on there. Oh, John Lovitz as the director. John Lovitz was was pretty good as a guest star on on uh on The Simpsons. Yeah, I, I with your permission, I'm going to change my my uh, number seven because it was Deep Space Homer. Oh yeah, go for it. We already talked it. Uh, a fish called Selma, and I can't believe it may, you talking about the uh, streetcar streetcar named Marge made me maybe <laughs> the first I thought of it. But that's the episode where Selma is going to marry Troy McClure, and what. Uh, what, what wins it and what makes it super memorable and super, well, not, not memorable enough, but it should have been is the uh, Planet of the Apes musical, yeah, which Dr. Zayas, Dr. Zayas. <laughs> yeah. Well, and also the real fact... money to go see. <laughs> Me too. Somebody, I can't believe nobody's put, tried to put that on yet. Um, <laughs> it's, it's also one of the very few episodes where Troy McClure actually has a big part. Rather than just right. being a, yeah. on the TV, which it's always nice to see some Phil Hartman on there. Um, oh and, yeah, anytime you see Phil Hartman on The Simpsons, it makes you sad yet again. I mean, anywhere, but it's he is so good in The Simpsons. Yeah, and this is—I mean—and this shows his weird sexual fetish. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it it deepens the character. No, oh, yeah, exactly. Doctor Zayas. Doctor Zayas. I. And this is this is the beginning of of of. of examining Marge's sisters and their weirdness. Or I don't know if it's the beginning, but it's 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 near the beginning. Yeah. Yeah, their desperation. I guess not. I guess this is the second time that she almost gets married. The oh, first time was with Krusty. It's no, Sideshow Bob, wasn't it? I'm sorry, not Krusty. Yeah, Sideshow yeah. Bob. Yeah, I can't remember which one it is, but yeah, she's like the, the heart-sick one of the two. Um mm. My number seven is Bard of Darkness. I don't know if you remember that one, but it's the one where they have a, they get a pool and Bart breaks his leg, so he has to like oh, sit up oh, in his room and it's is... like rear window style. He thinks somebody killed so Maud, <laughs> and it turns out the woman's scream was Ned's. 
<laughs> in the end. But it was yeah. it was really cool. Like it was obviously a parody of Rear Window, but also a real kind of mystery, um, which was kind of rare for The Simpsons to do. Didn't uh, uh, Mar- Martin? What the heck was that? Sorry, didn't Martin have a big part in that episode? Man, Martin I, Prince. He probably Does did. Speed up or something? Oh no, no! I think what happens is he gets his own pool. Yes, to because he wants to be popular. Be yeah. popular, yeah. But they end up, yeah, and I—that's the one where I think they end up taking off his pants, and he's like wearing a bunch of swimsuits, so he thinks he's safe. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, no, that one—that <laughs> one is weird, and like Bart starts going a little stir crazy and nuts. It's a little darker than normal, but that's what I like about it. Um, damn, we're almost halfway through. Number six for you. Uh, number six for me is another Bart episode, Camp Krusty. Now another uh, a big role for for Martin. Yeah, I think Martin's the one that goes to the. Everyone goes to camp, and the camp goes oh, kind of like Fireville. Bring it topical. Camp goes crazy, and um, isn't that what it's called? That thing that went crazy this weekend, the Bahamas. Oh yeah, I have no idea. Yeah, that shit okay. where uh, Blink One Eighty Two was playing or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, Camp Krusty is when the, the kids all go to to camp at Krusty World, and it's it's just a, a knock a, a cheaply made camp that just has his like they put a video of him on it, and they use it for slave labor. And there's lots of funny jokes. And uh, Martin goes to the fat camp. <laughs> yes, Martin goes to the fat. No, camp. No, it's not Martin. It's that kid that likes chocolate. I'm oh, Uter. <laughs> Uter goes to, or maybe Martin goes to. But I think Uter's the one with the joke, the the joke that don't chase me. I'm filled with chocolate. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a really good one. It's kind of like a takeoff on like prison camp movies and Apocalypse yeah. Now and a bunch. Yeah, yeah, but the prison prison camp movies are in there pretty strong. It's, it's oh, in the that's the episode where they all go to camp and Homer starts gaining hair and losing weight and. Everything is good back at back at home. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's a classic. Season four, I think that one was, right? Yep, season four. My number six, I am not going to uh, change any out just because we picked the same ones because I already have my list and I can't look up others. Uh, a Fish <laughs> Called Selma. Of course, for oh, Doctor oh, Zayas. No, no, I, I, I imagine, I imagine we're going to have some duplicates, so I think it's fine. Um, I, yeah, the only reason I took mine out was not because I, did, I didn't like it, just because when you talked about the musical, I was like, oh, I have to put that on my list in case you didn't. So, yeah, it, it evens out. Yeah, no, Fish Called Selma, we already discussed, but I mean, that was it, Doctor. I, in fact, um, I just had to look up. Dr. Zaya Simpsons, and that, that's how I found that one. So, <laughs> Dr. Zayas, Dr. Zayas. Yeah. Was, uh, do you remember, I, this was something else I remember, but I didn't remember the episode, and it wasn't a big enough gag for me to look up the episode, but do you remember the episode where, where uh, one of the bullies either, I don't know if it's Nelson or Jimbo, but one of them gets a, a palm pot, or not uh, the apple newton out, and tries to like do the voice voice thing into it and it spells it wrong and he just throws it no part in the head oh, i gotta look it up then because that's something that's that i remember and obviously you don't but there was i might was, not have even seen it no if this was this was earlier oh, i'd be surprised this yeah because the newton is from oh, the 90s the newton yeah uh, uh, vaguely on, oh, yeah the, i don't it's, it's a hockey episode oh yeah okay 
Yeah, I remember that. The, uh, there's one from like a late season. I wouldn't even know what season, but that like was one of the funniest things I ever saw in The Simpsons. But it was just one scene, and it was Ralph. Oh, I know what's coming, and I love it. When yeah, Ralph sees his pants, that's the one I, I. And I can't even remember the context, except he was standing there, like somebody had said <laughs> something to him or picked on him, and he's just standing there, and all of a sudden the pee spreads around his crotch, and I like laughed for two straight minutes at that, and I was sober. <laughs> <laughs> Ralph Wiggum might be the funniest character ever created. <laughs> he, I, I know it was really, it was difficult because maybe you'll have it on your list. There was a, a kind of Ralph centric no. episode that no, there's a Ralph centric episode that's not on my list, but it's going on to replace replace Homer at bat because we already talked about Homer at bat. Okay. Oh, good. All right. Well, then let's take a break and we'll do our each of our top five, and we will. Sounds good. Be right back. All right. We had a comrade, a brave comrade, he could talk for whole days. But then he tried to be a hero, tried talking about Shamiro to computers wearing earphones. He almost died for conversation, hallucinations, good vibrations. Van Dyke Park's Greyhound Racing, steeplechasing. All right, with our top five, uh, what is your number five? To continue the new kids on the black, bleak, how do you say that? Black. Black uh, theme, we'll go with New Kid on the Block. And this is a great episode. The, the Bart story is the main story in this episode, is Bart falling in love with a new neighbor who's played by Sarah Gillard, I think. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure. And and that's kind of funny. But the best part is Homer suing the all-you-can-eat seafood restaurant. Oh, this is, yeah. this is The Captain this Ahab's. Is classic Lionel. That's, yes. And I, I, uh, one of my favorite things is the, the Marge joke. When they go to eat and uh, – I think she's like, do, do you have anything that doesn't have fish in it? And uh, they say no. And he said, how about the bread? The bread has fish in it. She says, I think I'll just eat the Tic Tac. There's so many great like single lines from that show that I remember, but I would ne- never remember the entire episode that they were in. Like, yeah. Like, uh, why do they do it? Because they're stupid. That's why everybody does everything. That's a great line. And then, <laughs> do you ever get... Do you ever get tired of being wrong all the time, March? Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> but I have no In context theory, for those. theory, March. theory. <laughs> yeah. Or, uh, sure it does, Lisa. A magical animal. The <laughs> bacon and pork chops all come from the same. Anyway. That, I, that line might be from a, a episode of my list. I'm not sure, though. Okay, yeah. We will find out, I guess. Um, oh, yeah, that... So that yeah, that the main storyline is Bart falling in love with Sarah Gilbert. I do remember like she's going out with Jimbo, right? And yeah. he's but then he's like also not quite as cool as he thinks he is because he's like, <laughs> "We take my shirt off." <laughs> but I do remember the, and, 
the image of her like ripping into Bart's I, chest and I was grabbing just out the going heart. to say that. I mean, that's a very memorable image. And also uh, another shout out to Phil Hartman because he's great in this episode. <laughs> My number five is I don't know that it's technically a Marge episode, but she's in the title, so Marge versus the Monorail. <laughs> one written by Conan O'Brien, I know. That is, it's the only one he wrote, or did he write a couple? Oh, he wrote I others, mean, yeah. But I thought he only wrote very few. He did, yeah. And I think he wrote another one on mine, but I don't. I'm not sure actually. Um, Have you ever listened to the commentary that he does for the ones he? No. The, yeah. It's oh, I pretty do funny. That. He cracks everybody up. It's just it, he does. I think he talks a little bit about the episode, but he's more just being himself, which is fun. Oh, I'll check those out because I've got those. I've got like seasons three through whatever nine, I think. Um, yeah. Well, it's just I don't know why it's so memorable, but memorable, but it is. But Troy McClure again playing yep. the uh, the monorail salesman, which is another really absurd idea. Well, not Troy McClure, but Phil Hartman. Phil Hartman. Jesus. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's how good an actor he is. <laughs> he gets into the role. Um. Yeah, that somebody would come to town and try to sell them a monorail. And another job for which Homer is completely unsuited. And Marge is the voice of reason in this one. Um, well, after she looks into it. Uh, and it's another guest star that works out perfectly. Oh, Leonard Nimoy. <laughs> what an idiotic statement I made, because that is such a... that is an awesome guest starring role where no, he not only does Leonard Nimoy play himself, but he plays himself playing Spock at the end. Yes. And he, he even beams up and yes. I, I do remember chief Wiggins saying to him, may the force be with you or something. So <laughs> yeah, that was a good, a really good cameo. <laughs> um, yeah, just super memorable. I don't know. I don't, again, I don't know super funny, but like it's one that sticks in my mind, even like, uh, Phil Hartman's character, like what he looks like, I can totally picture. And I, I think the memorable episodes do have songs in common because not only, well, songs are always catchy and you're going to remember them, but the Simpsons always created very, very good, funny songs. Yeah, really good music on it. Yeah, Alf Clausen is is great, I guess. Thinks he, I think he's the one that does all that music. I think he is. Yeah, and I, I mean, Danny Elfman just does like the theme song, but yeah, and I think that was it. He did that and he was out. Yeah. Good riddance, Danny Elfman. No love for you. Um, you're number four. Oh, it's from, but maybe not. Lisa the Iconoclast. Oh, you cut well, out I guess the not, beginning no. of that, but. Um, oh, I'm sorry. Lisa, Lisa the Iconoclast. Lisa the Iconoclast. Yeah. And this wait. is the one. This is this is a, diff, a different one than I was actually. This is not going to have that pig. Wait, you're cutting out. Okay, it sounds like you're back. So which one is so, this? This is the one where there that Lisa discovers something in the history museum that that, that proves that oh, um, yes, Jebediah, Jebediah Springfield. Springfield is uh, is is a liar. And I think the best part about this episode that it brought Cromulent to worldwide OED. I don't know if it's in the OED, but lots of people use Cromulent. Oh, I th I think it might actually be, and it was like one of those that I had to go back and look up like years later. I was like. But they made that up on The Simpsons, right? And now it's just a thing. <laughs> the, the noble spirit embiggens the heart. And the joke was at the end of the episode, Mrs. Mrs. Hoover or Miss Hoover says, I don't know. I always thought embiggen was a perfectly cromulent word. 
Yes. And it's so weird how those things enter the culture. Yeah. Like why? Yeah, I mean, why certain pe- ones? But people use cromulent and have no idea where it's from. It's yeah. Just, it's spread. <laughs> I mean, mostly through internet stuff, but still, it's it's kind of cool. It's cool. Well, what's cool is to be able to like trace etymology these days, like stuff that happens in our lifetime. Whereas with old words, you know, you kind of have to take somebody's word for it. Yeah, well, people. There's all kinds of explanations of where OK came from. I, I don't know if we have the the real one, do we? I think it was old Kinderhook. Oh wait, no. No, I don't. No, it was so. all correct. It was they had. There was actually a thing back in the day. What? 1880s or something where it was a fad to like use misspellings and then abbreviate them yeah okay i think that's the right explanation but i could be wrong on that too um so yeah it was all correct o-l-l-k-o-r-r-e-c-t or whatever um but you know what go you guys all have uh wikipedia you can figure it out for yourself (laughs) so i i picked the wrong choice but there's plenty of ones we're not sure where they came from yeah yeah, no. Lisa the Iconoclast, damn, I totally forgot about that one, actually. And then not only does it have stuff like that, but it's a it's a genuinely funny episode. And it's 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 another one where it, this one is a hard episode to, to am I did I get knocked off? No, you're good. Oh, okay. This this one's a hard one. It's not her getting her come up and it's just her like nobody, struggling with being so different than the rest of the town. Yes, and nobody wants to hear the truth that she gives them yeah right yeah yeah no this is one where i feel for lisa for sure um well my number four is speaking of songs uh which is one of the main reasons i picked it but two dozen and one greyhounds (laughs) i would never have known that was the title of that episode (laughs) yeah i had to look it up but yeah see my vest and of course just mr burns being like Maybe the most evil he's ever been on the show. I don't know. Where he wants to make a coat out of... Is it a coat that he wants to make out of the Greyhounds? I think so, yeah. Yeah, and they're puppies. Yeah, it's it's like really dark, but also hilariously funny. And obviously I guess take off on 101 Dalmatians, but... I guess part of the reason I wouldn't know that title is I never think of Santa's Little Helper as a Greyhound, but obviously he is. They got him in, in, early, in the Christmas episode at the Greyhound track. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, that it's just another one that's like memorable, and the and the Disney homage is hilarious. <laughs> that has a joke that is one of those Simpsons only jokes. The other shows, well, maybe now, but at the time, no one would do because they're just esoteric, kind of a Dennis Moore joke. The look at it, look at him, a little Roy Calhoun. Yeah, which I don't even know. I don't it get. A, so it was a child star from like the forties. Oh, Mr. Burns must be the one who said that then. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, I think that one's not on your list. Nope. See, I know, I'm surprised, but one. then uh, I'm also like, well, shit, there's so many good episodes that I've forgotten, too, so let's hear your number three. Uh, number three was Homer at Bat, but I decided to sub it out and put I Love Lisa in for a Ah, that's greatest triumph. That's the what Ralph when I was thinking of you. Um, I had a shirt that said "I choo choo choose you" with a cartoon train <laughs> on it. There, I mean, there's so much great in this episode. I think the the thing that really sticks out to me is the where they they go to 
Ralph uses his sheriff dad connections to get tickets to see Krusty and takes Lisa with him. And it, he says, I love you in front of everybody. And she screams at him that she doesn't love him. And, and Bart played it back second by frame by frame and says, this is exactly where you can see his heartbreak. Yeah. And there, well, there's another, when they're at that dinner and what Ralph drops a chocolate ice cream on her dress or something. And Chief Wiggum's like, Oh, chocolate. That'll never come out. <laughs> That's in, speaking of Chief Wiggum. That's he goes to talk to him. Uh, Ralph goes to talk to him, and uh, as he's, he's he's talking about advice about Lisa, and, and he, he's he's opening walnuts with a gun, like <laughs> I, I, it doesn't really <laughs> yes. matter. It's just funny. No, I know what scene you're talking about. Yeah, it's hilarious. But he's like he's he's saying girls are like a a walnut. And then he just keeps hitting and it won't quit. You have to really hit him to crack him open. And he just starts shooting, shooting at the walnuts. <laughs> oh yeah. That's a great one. That, that was one that I was, I was talking about. Obviously it was almost on my list. Uh, Ralph. So, yeah. The, the, uh, you can see the moment when his heart actually breaks is, is the highlight of that episode, I think. And I, I, that's early. I think that's when it, that's, uh, it's season four. I thought it was earlier than that. But yeah, this is one of those early on the, the, the episode after it. I don't. Well, we'll keep going. I, it'd be interesting to talk about the episode after that because I don't I have only any see more season fours on my list. So if you want okay, to talk about it, yeah. brother from the same planet where Homer finds his long lost brother is running a a car a car uh, car company and goes to design his own car. And it tanks horribly. Yeah, Danny DeVito. Yeah, who this, came back. Danny DeVito doing no that's did he have something before that no he came back later um, oh yeah yeah and when yeah. he comes back that's just as funny and that's the the that Danny DeVito episode is what I was thinking of when I was thinking of guest stars playing playing an actual character character doing yeah but yeah that's a that's a very funny episode there's, season four is great yeah there's one I left off that I'm thinking you might have on yours um, <laughs> but we'll we'll see uh, my number three is lemon of troy um f- for the immortal line so this is what it feels like when doves cry when millhouse <laughs> meets the shelbyville millhouse oh that's right the, the the lemon tree that's between the two towns that's what the title's after yeah. what's the main plot of that the they're trying to figure out who's who owns the lemon tree and they both oh, have that is the plot okay. yeah they have myths of the lemon tree and the, i think the shelbyville people steal the lemon tree and put it in the junkyard and Homer and them go after it. And I do remember the dogs running after and um, he's like, jump Bart. He's like, what, what happened? He's like, Oh no, he's, Oh, they throw him a uh, steak and it, he just like gulps it in midair and keeps running. And Homer's like, faster boy. He's got a taste for blood. <laughs> um, I didn't even think of that. That's a good choice. I, I don't remember that episode at all. It's I, I really like when shows do the, the the trope of 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 another i don't know if it's a trope but i don't know how many times it's been done but when there's another town and there's a rats versions of the people in the like there's each have their equivalent and i really like that yeah <laughs> like seinfeld's episode with the yeah the bizarro, bizarro jerry yeah yeah <laughs> yeah that's i re- that's what i really liked about this episode and also that part of it hinges on knowing roman roman numerals <laughs> to get out of the tiger trap. But uh, anyway, what do you have for number two? Number two is Homer the Great. And this is uh, another one with music. 
Um, what is Homer the Great? The Stonecutters episode. Oh, of course. Yeah. Homer is the chosen one for that group, and it's the first time he can join a group. And from when he was a kid, when <laughs> no Homer's allowed, and it says Homer's, and there's already that goofy-looking guy that's also named Homer. Anyway, <laughs> it's a, a funny episode. And I, I, I think it's a genuinely funny episode, but really – like the other stuff we're talking about, what makes it memorable is a great, great song. The yeah. Stonecutter song is awesome. It includes a dig of at Steve Gutenberg, which is always fun. Yeah, for no good reason. Yeah, and yes. another guest star, Patrick Stewart, playing a character, not himself. Yes, and finally. Perfect, perfect uh, casting for him. His voice is just so great. He should like do yeah. voiceovers for everything. Um. Oh yeah, that's. I mean, that's a classic. These are all classics, I guess. Um, I I think pretty much every Simpsons episode becomes a classic eventually because it's been on for so long. But I mean, like, considered yes, yeah. great yeah. or good, yeah. memorable at least. My number two, I think, might break that cycle because I don't, I don't. I mean, I this might be a beloved episode. I don't know, but it's Lisa on Ice, the hockey episode. Yeah, I think that's beloved. Okay, yeah, I I remember. It's another moment that made me crack the hell up in the in the um locker room where homer's chasing around uter with a towel and snapping <laughs> yes. his ass with it <laughs> and that was well that's where he says that isn't it it's stop not... chasing me i'm filled with chocolate yes that that is where it is i didn't even think of that when you said yeah um hilarious and also like a nice one for homer and I mean, for Bart and Lisa to yeah, yeah, have some have some kind of actual uh, sibling love. And uh, Homer is like they talk about Homer getting stupid, and this is pretty early for him to get stupid, but he's pretty stupid when he's like sports, 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 sports. <laughs> yeah, and saying that he, you know, basically basing his love on whichever child wins, yes. and the entire town are assholes at the game. Yeah, th doesn't the episode end with them skating like hand in hand and everyone throwing junk on the ice? Yeah, and there's like fires okay. breaking out. Yeah, and this is where uh, <laughs> Kearney uh, writes into his Newton. I'm looking exactly what the wording is to get it right. Writes into his Apple Newton or Dolph writes into his Apple Newton. Beat up Martin on the screen. The handwriting recognition turns it into Eat up Martha, and he throws <laughs> it at Martin instead. Oh, uh, see classic episode what's your number one? Oh, we're, we're already at number one at number, number one, one for me is burns verkroffen der kraftwerk oh where burns hires the german efficiency the germans, expert the germans no the germans buy oh they buy the plant they buy the plant <laughs> it's homer's the only one that's getting pushed out <laughs> i don't know i I think I might have gotten this one mixed up with something else, but it's memorable in its own. When I was thinking, when I was thinking of episodes, I was trying to think of the one that had the chocolate, the 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 Homer dream of the world of chocolate. Oh, it I think is that's this one. This one. Yeah, that's because they're talking about Germany and they say Germany's the land of chocolate. And in his imagination, he's running around the land of chocolate and it has the best joke. I mean, not the, every time I say it, it's the best joke, but one of my favorite jokes is when Homer's in the land of chocolate where everything's chocolate. He's eating bunnies running around and like he's drinking chocolate water. There's a store that sells chocolate and everything's 50% off. Yeah. And I, I think that, that Homer chocolate sequence might be my favorite single scene on the series <laughs> in total. 
it's it's up there for sure and that's i mean that's what made me think of this episode I, basically it was either songs or really good scenes that yeah something like cromulent but yeah that that really brought this in yeah that rinky dink music and it's just so perfect season three season three so yeah a couple Early. from season three followed by flaming moose my, my number one has already been mentioned by you earlier, and it's Homer's Enemy. That high? Oh, my God. Wow. I, I just really loved it when it came on. Just the fact that at the funeral, Homer's asleep, and what does he say? He's like, oh, I'll change the channel more. It's just as boring or something. And they're like, you're the king, Homer. Like, he never gets his comeuppance. <laughs> and he drove this man to death. I just thought well, it was... Let's let's take it easy because Grimes is the one that's so upset over nothing. He's like, "How do you afford lobster?" I was like, "Dude, what do you care what he affords?" <laughs> this is me in space. You've never been. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I just really liked the darkness of it. I guess, but I, yeah, like I but said, the, from the, so it's funny on your list. Number one is the the oldest step. I mean the the newest episode. Newest, right? Yeah, yeah, eighth season. Yeah. It's had a lot surprising. of season sixes, yeah. Oh, let me see. I had nine, twelve, eight, five, four, eight, seven. Nope, <laughs> I was pretty liberal from every season. Oh, I, there's two that are wrong. I don't know where I love Lisa's from. Homework the bad. <laughs> uh, I love Lisa's season four, so I have two season fours. I've got let's see, three, four, five, six, seven, four, six, 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 eight. So we got the number of the beast in there on mine too. <laughs> uh, okay, this is the one I did. I think it might be also hated, but it has um, some great lines in it that I thought you might pick. And I, I think it's hated because it's a crossover episode. Oh, um, I love that episode. And I don't. I think the only person that hates it is McRaney. Go ahead. Yeah, a star is burns. Mm, that's yeah. a great episode with the critic. Uh, but it has so many great lines. <laughs> well, Scooby Doo can do do. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Yeah. And what irritates me is later that there there was another Simpsons crossover, or there's been a couple other Simpsons crossovers, and he keeps his name on those episodes. And Sin- Stars Burns is better than all those. Yeah, that's weird. Boo Burns, come on, that's like a another cultural. Yeah, that's thing. from that episode. I didn't realize that. Yeah, yeah. that's a definite. Don't cry for me. You- I'm already dead. <laughs> Barney's whole thing. Uh-oh. Oh right. Yeah. Man, football hit in the groin. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's oh, a, and the Mexican equivalent Steven. Yes, that's the Mexican Mexican equivalent Steven Spielberg. Yeah, yeah Steven Spielberg, which is the cheap joke of it, but still. Um. Well, yeah. it's all a cheap joke, but yeah, that's true. I, I think that's a, a great uh, choice. I'm surprised you didn't have it on your list. I know, well, I did. Oh, you originally, I yeah. I also almost had the uh, the Springfield Files, the X Files crossover. Although it's not great, <laughs> again, it's just like a, it's a decent crossover episode. But um, yeah, it's it's pretty funny. Yeah, it has, it has memorable uh, imagery for yes, sure. The of Burns, Mr. And... Burns. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let me, did I have? Oh, I yeah, I already talked about the one I almost had on. Yeah, I think we did a good job. We, we yeah. kind of cracked the code on it, and I think this will stand <laughs> as the testimony to the 20 greatest or 18 greatest Simpsons episodes. Um, yeah, that was fun. Well, next week is 200. 
200. It's our bicentennial. So bust out the fireworks and start looting. Eat some hot dogs while you listen to the podcast. Yep, sure to be a brownout. Wear an American flag shirt. And, and uh, poo on it later when you're <laughs> sick from the beer. <laughs> yes. It's only a shirt. It's not the actual flag. People so uptight. Recommendations, Asians, 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 Asians. I will go first, if unless you have something you're you may really be my most humble guest. I want to recommend, and I I don't know why I didn't watch it originally. It took it, it was it's already off, and they're making a second season. Um, Sam Richardson and Tim Robinson and the Detroiters on Comedy Central. It is a very very funny show about two ad men who make local commercials in Detroit. They seem to be using uh, Detroit actors. I think Sam Richardson for sure is from Detroit, and I don't know about Tim Robinson. And uh, it's very funny. Uh, D- Sam Richardson, for me, is most well-known as the the very literal, very kind-hearted, sweet assistant in Veep. But I don't know if he's been in other things. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. And he's he's different in this in this show, but he's still funny. Yeah, I didn't recognize the name, but wait, the Detroiters? Yep. Oh, I'll see if it's on Hulu. Uh, if maybe season one. Yeah, it might be. Yeah, I'll check. I forget. I. It's worth finding. Um, I don't know what Tim Ro- Tim Robinson was a writer on Saturday Night Live. I don't know if he ever got airtime or anything, but he's kind of a odd-looking guy, and he's very funny. They they, it's a good show about friendship where the friendship so far that I've seen I've seen a few episodes of friendship really is, doesn't come into question which I always like that when they don't they don't make a friendship a part of the drama they're they're friends no matter what and yeah yeah it, and they've had some good guest stars like uh, Malcolm Jamal Warner and Jason Sudeikis so and good cast like they're the older woman who plays the secretary is really stupid and funny and everybody on the show I, I've, I've liked so far and apparently they they always show their advertisements on like the TV at the bar, and the, before the ad comes on, the, the local news guy talks about an ad coming up, and then comes back and says something about the ad. And the, that guy Mort Krim is a is a Detroit uh, newscaster, which I think is a nice touch. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Oh, I have to check it out. I haven't even heard of it before now. So um, yeah, I guess it's it's one of those things. If you watch Comedy Central shows, and I don't know, they probably don't put the ads on Hulu. They had a lot of ads for it, and I, I wanted to watch it, but then I forgot about it. But uh, Sam Richardson was on an episode of um, uh, what's uh, Dumb People Town, which is a very funny recommendation I gave in the past, and he was funny in it. And I actually didn't pick up on who it was until halfway through the episode, and then I was like, oh, I forgot I wanted to watch that show, and he's great on Veep. Dumb People he Town. Might... Dumb People Town. It's Sklar Brothers and the guy who plays. Oh yeah. Uh, Mark Mark Wahlberg Mark Wahlberg on um, Doug loves movies. Doug loves movies, and they they just they just talk about um, dumb stories that people send in. So, wait, did you ever see the High Court that Doug Benson show on Comedy? I never saw it, but no, he Doug Benson was actually just on Dumb People Town talking about how it's pretty funny. So, I mean, they were talking about how it's pretty funny to him. <laughs> he wasn't saying yeah, watch my show. It's pretty sounds funny. better. <laughs> Wait, so Dumb People Town is a podcast? 
Yes, it's okay. a podcast. It's, I remember, it, it, yeah, now. it's um, They've gotten pretty good guests. And Andy Daly was on recently, Sam Richardson, uh, Doug Benson, John, John Hamm. He was on, oh. he was really good. So, yeah, they get good guests. And I, your complaint about uh, Sklarboro Country? Yeah. That they talk about sports too much. That's that's why they made this show. They say pe- lots of people complain about that, and that's why we have this one. We don't. They talk about sports, but it's not the focus. Okay, I'll check it out then. Dumb people country. That's easy enough to remember. It's dumb people town. Dumb people universe. It's Detroiters is a recommendation. You should check that out before anything else. Flinters, gotcha. I will recommend uh, the Handmaid's Tale, even though I've only seen three episodes that are out um seems pretty good pretty chilling i never read the book tried i found it somewhat tedious but that was a really while back so yeah but i'm enjoying the series have you watched any of it no i haven't i, I like the book though i'll have to i'll have to put it up there are they doing it like does hulu put their shows out once a week is that why there's only three available yeah i think they actually put the first three up at once and then now they'll do the rest Week by week. Okay, that's cool. Yeah. Um, there's, yeah, I mean, I haven't, like I said, I've been sick most of this week, so I haven't really consumed much, but that's a good one, I think. And I I mean, I, I think it's just a limited, you know, it's a limited series thing. It's like probably six episodes, so I can't imagine it's going to like turn to shit in the last three episodes. <laughs> um. And, it's got our favorite Scientologist, Elizabeth Moss. So, I don't know about favorite. That's true. Johnny T still out there swinging. I'm a big fan of David Miscavige. Oh yeah, me too. And his wife. Oh, better stop. I'm gonna get cut off. Well, I think we had technical difficulties earlier, so maybe Scientology is stronger than we thought. They're precogs now. Just Minority Report. They financed it. Um. Yeah, this was a fun episode. Yeah. I hope it was fun for everyone listening. Yeah. If not, tough luck. Yeah. You get what you pay for. I mean, unless you know you want to listen to Comedy Bang Bang or something that's quality that's also free. But why would you do that? You have to pay for the back episodes. That's true. Yeah, and you have to listen to ads. So it's almost like paying. Or like paying with your eternal soul. Write to us at popculturecontinuum at gmail.com. Tell us ideas of what to talk about, or if you'd like to guest, please write us and say, I want a guest. Rate us highly on iTunes. Write a review, even if it's one word that says awesome, or just say your name, or say our names, or, or say like, an insult. As lo- yeah, boy oing it's fine. We as, don't care. As long as, you, as long as you give us five stars, it doesn't matter what's in there. And most importantly, tell your friends to listen. Yeah, I think, yeah, five stars you can write, you know, eat a dick. We don't care. Give us five stars. Um, that'll do it, pig. Until next time, goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. <laughs>